Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good tevach, a good week. We continue our journey in the life-changing Sefer HaTanya. This program is made possible by Rena Lights, LLC, and it is an honor and memory of Rabbi Yisav Halevi Weinberg, Olav HaShalom, Rabbi Moshe Pinchas HaKoyen Katz, Olav HaShalom, Rabbi Yael HaKoyen Khan, Olav HaShalom. It's also in Schus and Merit, Rabbi Zev Yecheskel HaKoyen and Risha Katz, Le'erich Yomim B'Shonim Tevis, for many long and healthy years. So in the middle of chapter 13, Perikud Gimel, which is a continuation of chapter 12 about the Benini. And the Benini is really the paragon the model of what each of us can aspire to. That's why the whole Sefer is called Sefer Shalbeni. In chapter 10, we learned about the Tzaddik, a unique individual that has completely eliminated and even transformed the Yetzirah, Nefesh Abamis. There's no Nefesh Abamis. Libi Chol Bekirbi. Like there's an empty space, or even more than that, that is completely filled with godliness. In chapter 11, we learned about the Rosha, Rosha Vetevle, Rosha Verale, someone whose animal soul and divine soul are at war. Well, that's with everyone except the Tzaddik. And, but the animal soul wins sometimes, the divine soul wins sometimes, the animal soul wins sometimes. That we're all familiar with. This is our daily grind, our daily challenge. The Benini is what we aspire to. Because the Benini does not require a complete rewiring of who we are meaning the faculties of the animal soul are active and tempts us, but the self-control and all the other resources we're given give us the power to constantly control the the small body, the small city, which is the body, and our faculties are controlling thought, speech, and action by the faculties of the divine soul. That's what we aspire to. In chapter 13, the chapter we're learning, in continuing the discussion after an analyzing and the anatomy of the Benini in chapter 12, he applies this to life and how it works. But what we last, the thing, last thing we learned was to going back to the beginning of chapter 1 in Tanya where he asked questions about the Benini, and especially about Rabbah. Rabbah says, the Gemara, Rabbah said, Kagena no Benini. I, for example, am a Benini. And the Alter Rebbe continued, brought Amalei Abaya. Abaya said to him, Master, you're denying everybody life when you say that. Because if a person like you, one of the most pious sages, learning day to day and night, as we learned, says you're a Benini, then what is it going to do? What is, how does it leave us? What does it leave the rest of us? And that remained the question. What does that mean? But, but now that we understand that a Benini is much more complex, it's not just someone who doesn't, who's, who, does, who does part, who is, it's not just someone who doesn't do sins. It's someone who has control over his entire being. There's not one thought, speech, and action, deliberate, that is against what God wants. So it's a very high level. And yet, it's also an understanding of the deeper personality of who we are. 
And this is the main focus the Alter Rebbe is teaching us what introspection is. And here's the big question. This is a question that we all have to face. When you're honest with yourself, you know all of us have our darker sides. We have our uglier sides, the mistakes we've made. Some, some of us deal with shame, with guilt. Not getting into those. Those are definitely negative, negative sentiments, but we have that. We also have beautiful things about us. So how do you reconcile, how do you balance having an element of forward thinking, positive thinking, while also being aware of who you are? That's why you see that people fall into one extreme or the other. Either they become very self-loathing to the point of low self-esteem, low self-confidence. Because look what I, who I am. If I, you really knew who I was and what I do, yeah, I have some good things. There are people that speak that way or think that way. Or you have the other side, the delusional side, where you minimize your negative things, and you just focus on the positive. Even though they're happening and they constantly can happen. So how do you maintain a balance between being aware of yourself, but also not letting it to overwhelm you to the point of demoralizing you? Because obviously we want the balance. You want to be aware because you want to be vigilant and not be overconfident and say, no, I have no problems at all. That's why we need to know there's a Yetzirah. We need to know there's an animal soul. And we'll talk about that more in a moment. At the same time, you want to not succumb and say, oh, you know what? I have an animal soul. What can I do? And then that creates an attitude. Can't do anything anyway. I have an animal soul. Might as well give in. So how do you balance that? And Rabbah becomes an ex- excellent example for this. Because the c- bigger question is, in a way, fine, Rabbah said, his humility. And as the Al-Tareb explains why he felt that way, and we'll talk about that. But what do we need to know? Why do we need to know that Rabbah said that? Like Abaya asked, what are, where are you leaving us? So even if we explain it, there has to uh, explain why Rabbah said it for his own personal reasons. In his own Aveda, we also have to know what does it teach us? Because we're not like Rabbah, on one hand. On the other hand, Rabbah's saying that, and he's putting himself in the category of a baini, which means it's something that we all can aspire to. Obviously, there are many levels of baini. So at the end of the day, even if Rabbah is the highest level of baini, even if that's accurate, and he's not a tzaddik, which is not the case. He was a tzaddik, but he saw himself like a baini, as we'll discuss. But even that, the fact is there are levels of baini. We learned that as well. So what do we take away from this? What we take away from this is here is a healthy person, Rabbi that is, and his accountability and his soul searching, his introspection is on the perfect level. What is Rabbi saying, says the Alter Rebbe? We know Rabbi learned day and night. Not only he learned day and night, but it says that he learned it with Ava. The, the words he used here, that was Rabba. So Rabba knew that. And yet, he also knew the Maimah Chazal that says, even the whole world tells you, you're a tzaddikata, you should see yourself kedosha. But he knows he's not a Russia, so it's Kid Russia, which means like a Bainani. 
Because all this can be active in the highest level, learning Teda, Ava And yet, the Mohuzva'atzmus of the animal soul is still there. That's called an honest person. Rabbi is saying, we don't know. I don't know. And I want to be Makayim the Maimar Chazal, that even everyone's telling me I'm a tzaddik because, look, learn Teda all day and night, with Ava Vayira and all the passion and everything he describes. But there's also the Maimar Chazal, just because they tell it to you, you have to always be vigilant. And for two reasons. One is because if you're not, and you become overconfident, that part of you can suddenly appear. It's like think of a military, using the example of the kings warring over the control over the city. If one side decides to become overconfident and say, you know what, we have it all under control. And the fact is, there is an enemy within you lurking. So you become a little less vigilant. So you're that convincing yourself that you're a higher level than you are can end up costing you. Second thing, from a point of view of Aveda, a person of a real Avid does not try to laud their own qualities. They're always looking to grow. They're always looking at how much more I can grow. Not just say, oh, I've reached the level of a tzaddik. So using that Maimar Chazal, Rabbi says, yes, everyone's telling me that. I learned Torah day and night. And all the chafetz of a chashek, of a chuk, and so on. But who knows what's happening? That's what the Chazal is saying. That even when you're told that, you should look at yourself. Kedosha, meaning like a benini. Because it's possible that the Nefesh Abamis is still active, but it's like asleep. I, he's learning to day and night, and with Ava Vira, so it's like davening all day long, like he said, Halavayshi is paladim, Bechaliyim Kuli, and that Altareb is Rebbe, Nidma, you couldn't deny the fact that he's like because that's what he did that you can't deny but how do you know what's going on beneath the surface even when you're davening all day because even a bainani during davening especially during davening even without davening even outside of davening he's total control and doesn't let thought, speech and action ever be affected by the animal soul but especially during davening that shasakesha that esrotsen when the animal soul is like asleep, not even active, and you're sub, sub, subduing it, but it's asleep. But never let your guard down. Now, in reality, Rabbi was a tzaddik. But he was talking about how, as a gavri, he has to look at himself. And that's essentially the response to Abayi. I'm saying I'm a baini, should not make everybody else feel down. Because if I'm a baini, then what is everybody else going to do? Even if you're not learning Teda all day and night, not like Mispal Koliyem Kulei. Be introspective, always know that's the point that you're learning from me. That even with all these qualities, you never know what's going on. So it's actually an elevating point that even Rabba is telling you there's always a force inside you, know that, and be vigilant about it. So even if there's a moment in your life where you think you're like a tzaddik and people are telling you that, Always remember. But it's not about demoralizing you. It's not about telling you that, you're, that all your good things are not there. It's just saying, be realistic, that a person can be a great person and do great things all the time, even like Rabbah. And still there's a need to have that humility to know there may be a force inside you. In Rabbah's case, he's a tzaddik. But that's how he saw himself. And everyone else is to see yourself as a benini even when all those qualities are, are obvious and everyone's telling you that. Which also explains another issue. 
there are tzaddikim that did say they were tzaddikim. The people who are canals were tzaddikim. How do they deal with this? Because the, the Bahamah Chazal is telling you when the whole world is telling you you're a tzaddik. That should not be your litmus test. But if for other reasons you know you're a tzaddik, whatever those reasons are, the Rebbe writes about this in a letter. In the Igris Kedish, uh, volume 6, page uh, 270. That even if a person knows from other ways, so then you don't have the hezek, the damage done, because people are telling you. It's not like because you're hearing it from others. There's other ways you know, and not necessarily, we're talking about with humility. Moshe Rabbeinu knew that he was on a high level, not because others told him so, just for an example, but he was still the humblest man that walked on the earth. In other words, so there he could say he's a tzaddik, because it's not coming from that point of others telling you. And just as a person has to know their own faults, they also have to know their own milus. So where's the damage if someone is not a tzaddik and they convince themselves because others told them that's a mistake? And if he do, or he deludes himself into thinking that. But not someone who has actual knows that he's a tzaddik. That's why they were tzaddikim, they were able to say in themselves they're a tzaddik. Because it was not coming from another place. I... The other part of the Chazal, what about the humility? So fine. So then you have from Rabbah the example that even in that case, you still consider yourself that you still have like a Bainani. What about the Tzaddikim that said that they're Tzaddikim? So that the Rebbe doesn't explain. But it could be also because a, a Tzaddik acknowledges the qualities and he knows it from other places. So it's not coming down to anything that being anything coming from others. It's coming from within himself. Okay. So now, now that we know this, this concludes the section about, about the Benini in the context of what he answers the questions from chapter 1 in Tanya. So now we're going to move to the next section here in Pedic Yud Gimel, in chapter 13. The Altareb in his thoroughness wants to address, now what about... We spoke earlier that there is Avas Hashem by a Benini during davening. When it's Bizgal Salev during davening, yes, he did qualify and say that it comes because of his effort and he overpowers the animal soul. That's the power. But still there's Avas Hashem. So now he wants to analyze this Avas Hashem by the Benini. Since by the Baini there's the two sides, that on one hand he has the animal soul, that he's subdued, but on the, on the other hand the divine soul is in control, but on the other hand he's in totally control of, his, uh, of the thought, speech, and action. So what is this Avas Hashem like? And how do you compare it to the Avas Hashem of a tzaddik? So he's going to explain that here too we too see two sides to it. Compared to a tzaddik we're going to learn the Avas Hashem is not complete. And we'll understand why shortly. Basically because, like we learned, because even when the, the Nefer is on that level, he hasn't transformed himself. He's overpowered the animal soul. Yes, that's a tremendous quality. But by the Tzaddik, he has become his divine soul. So it's far more emes. Secondly, after davening, by the Bainini, that energy subsides. He still controls his 
thought, speech, and action. The divine soul controls. But it changes. And by its side, that's not the case. And MS is something that doesn't change. This is what we're going to learn inside now. And yet at the same time, to dismiss the Ava, Sashem of the Baini, is incorrect, like we just said earlier. It's true. When you're doing something good, you're really doing it. And especially on that level of Ava Sashem, even when Rabbi said, he wasn't negating the fact that he's learning Tato all day with a passion and love to Hashem. So to say that's meaningless? No. Now this is the next section of Tanya is going to explain the concept, this, this, uh, these two sides, and also what is exactly is MS. When you say something is true. We all know what is false. If somebody, for example, making believe they're like a Bainani, making believe. What does that mean? They're, 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 they're under a talus, but they're not davening. They're hiding the fact that their thought, speech, and action is negative. Everyone to the public, it looks like that. I'm just giving you an example. That's Sheker. That's Tom Sheker. That's not a Bainani. We're talking about a Bainani is really someone who is in control of their thought, speech, and action. However, the animal soul is still active. That's a Bainani. So to say that because a person's thought, speech, and action are in control, but there's still an animal soul, does that mean that he's a hypocrite? Does that mean there's no emiss in his self-control? Even if he's not like a tzaddik? So this becomes the question of if the tzaddik is the ultimate level, so anyone not a tzaddik should be very down, very depressed. Just like I said before with the Bainani. If you do know that your animal soul is active inside of you, you know, it could be, could be a source for a lot of low self-esteem and demoralization and depression. No, but that's not the case, because that's part of the reality of how we were created. And the same thing here, comparing ourselves to tzaddik should not cause us to feel down. It should cause us to everyone understanding that the emiss of godliness fits into every person according to their level, as we will discuss. So this is somewhat of an introduction to the next section. So let's learn now inside. And the vital, the importance of it is going back to the whole introspection because all of this is about looking at yourself in an honest way. You want to be realistic about your qualities and your vices, your challenges, but you also don't want to be down by it. You know that don't, don't want to be depressed by it. You want, don't want it to cause you anxiety and to bring you down. You want to be motivated. And that's the key, the key balance here is to be self-aware and honest but at the same time, upbeat and positive. That's what the Bainini is really meant to teach us. This is vital because I get many questions that people say, you learn all this, I feel down. I'll never reach such levels. I learned Tanya, I feel depressed. Total self-control, even by a Bainini, let alone a Tzaddik. That's not the point. The whole point of Tanya is to create and demonstrate honest, high standards, but also an honesty with self-appraisal when it comes to what you're dealing with and what your challenges and battles are like. That's how we have to look at this. It's actually, a, 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 this is a formula, say a tool chest for how to grow. There's an expression from the Alter Rebbe that we should know, a person should know how small they are and how great they can become. There's some people who know how small they are. And that really leads to low self-esteem and low self-confidence and uh, not wanting to take on challenges. Who am I? What am I? Miani, Moani. There's some people who know how great they can become. Delusions of grandeur. They think. And they may even be right. They have that potential. But the healthy person knows both. Where I stand right now and what I can become. 
And that actually leads to a positive motivational approach. So it's important to know we have a Yetzirah, a Nefesh Abamis. That's not meant to bring us down. That's who we are. Someone once went by the Lubavitcher Rebbe by dollars and whispered to the Rebbe that he has a strong Yetzirah. And the Rebbe said to him, don't be so nispal. Don't be, get so excited. Everybody has one. That's how we were created. That's not something to bring us down. What you have to work it out is how great you can become. So you have to know who you are and how great you can become. That's what really, in a way, in a nutshell, is so much of what the underlying theme of all of this is. And Rabbah helps us do that. And now this next section will also help us do that by understanding that on one hand, yes, we're not there yet. You know, I think when you're teaching someone, let's say, you give a, I'll have an example from teaching someone art or music. So even a beginner, you want to show them what the great masters have done. Even though this student may never, is not there yet and may never become on that masterful level. So you say, when I see such a master, I remember once reading a great author and I said, I'll never write like that. But then it wasn't about bringing you down and saying, I'll never be that way. It's giving you a standard. It's like a backdrop to juxtapose. You want to see a perfect circle and now you create a circle and juxtapose it so you'll see. It's like when you take an x-ray of lungs. A doctor takes an x-ray and then shows you the lungs. God forbid someone has some type of infection or some growth or something. God forbid. But you juxtapose it over a screen near healthy lungs. So you have the comparison. You want to see what perfection looks like. The Medrash says that a person should always say, Our actions should be like Avram Yitzhak. But they're like perfect. They were a Merkava, complete, seamless, transparent vehicle to the divine on this earth. But you want to know that and you want to aspire to that. You want to look up and see what we can become. Not just to know who you are, but what you can become. So you have to know who you are and what you can become. That's essentially the story here. So we need the tzaddikim. They give us the example, the backdrop of what a person really ultimately is, the perfect even that's not accessible. Later we'll learn that the Eberster could bless someone with a neshama of a tzaddik. But let's, for a practical purpose, say that's not accessible. But we know at least what it is. The Bainani is the model of what we can actually achieve, what you can become. The tzaddik is what the most perfect picture, like Atzillus. A Bainani is someone, like he says, that some tzaddik explains in Eda Tere Mishpatim, is like the world of, of Bria. So this is what we can become. And, and Rabbi captures that. In his words. And then we see where we are. And now you can create a trajectory. Here's who you are. Here's where you want to go. That's called growth. And it's not about bringing us down. It's on the contrary. It's helping us grow toward there. But you need the honest appraisal of where you are. Because if you delude yourself in thinking you're not there, you say, no, everyone calls me a tzaddik. Then you come to realize that you, you're not going to be the vigilance and you won't get there because you have not acknowledged some of your own challenges and, and, uh, and the difficulties that you need to overcome. So let's learn inside now the next section which follows this same idea. To look at the tzaddik compared to the bainni and then come back and say that the bainni has to know that he has also emes. midas says the This midah of ava. of love, of the Baini during prayer, of which we discussed earlier. Aideh is Gabras HaNefesh HaLekis. 
through the power, the strengthening of the divine soul, overpowering the animal soul. Hulu. When compared to the level of tzaddikim, chapter 10, Tzadikim will worship God with absolute authenticity because it's completely seamless. They're completely dedicated. The question is the measure, but they're completely dedicated. This type of love of the Benini doing davening could not be classified as genuine worship when you compare it to the tzaddik. As soon as you read this, as I said, it brings you down. So why are you telling me this? I need to know this. Yes, because part of the honesty of the journey, you want to know what is the ultimate. This is not meant to bring us down. It's meant to put things in context, to put things in reality. And then we can actually grow as we're going to learn afterwards. She says, why? Since this love dissipates and goes away after davening, after prayer... So it can be called MS Lamite, or it says Avedis MS Kalal. You can't call that Avedis MS Kalal. Uksiv, Svas MS, Tiken Laad, Vaad Algia, Loshen, Loshen Sheker. So the Posik tells us this is a Posik in Mishle, Yud Bez Yutes, Proverbs 12 19. Let's translate. Truthful lips endure forever. Svas from the word lips. So they endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only a moment. What do we see from this? That truth is something that is perpetual, that lasts forever. If the love of a baini dissipates after davening, you can't call it emes, or emes klal, the true level of emes, because it's temporary. So in other words, true truth is something that does not, is, is constant, perpetual, and is not subject to change. If there's change, even though during the moment it was real, no one's denying that it was real. Not saying that the Avas Hashem of the Baini is delusional or false, God forbid, during the Avening. But you can't call it compared to Tzadikim Emes. There's the, the halacha that testifies this. The Alter Rebbe brings it in Lukutetera and Parshas Matis and Masay. Parshas will be reading soon from uh, the Mishnah in Porah, which says, Maima Mechazvin Psulin. Maima Mechazvin means a river or water, not a river, a Mayan. That water that will, after seven years, will dry up. So even though right now it's running, but you can't call it Mayim Chaim for the purpose of Mechatos, which needs to be Mayim Chaim. Why? Even though right now it's Mayim Chaim, because Chaim means MS, something has to be consistent. So it's only after seven years. So you know that creates a Chazoka that that you can assume it's going to be perpetual. So just to give an example of what real MS is. So based on that, you can't say, compared to the Veda of the Tzaddik, 
a Bainis Ava, even during Davening, you can't call Emes Avedis Emes Klal. The next section is going to say, but Afopikain, compared to the Madrega Vabainim, that's not the case. That's only regarding, compared to a tzaddik. But that will leave for the next week's shir. Everyone have a good tavoch. TanyaApply.com is where you can find this and all the previous programs, and as well as ask questions. Be well. This has been My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasapplied.com for archived classes and more resources.